Okay, I'm so excited to share this morning. I'm always excited to share the word because it's always good news for us, right? It's fun to talk about good news. Uh, let's pray. God, we thank you that your presence is here. It's, it's just the best place to be is in your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're changing us. You're the teacher. You're the encourager. I pray as I teach this morning that you would make this message so personal, so prophetic for each one of us. You would come upon us and you would just give us revelation truth in our heart. Like Ben said, that we would be transformed because we heard your word. That the soil of our heart is fertile and good and it's going to produce a harvest this morning. And I just pray everything I say and everything I do would bring you glory. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, the title of my message is, Whose Report Will You Believe? Whose Report Will You Believe? C turn with me to Numbers. I have lots I want to say, but I'm going to get us out on time. Unlike, <laughs> I wasn't going to even say it. <laughs> I'm responsible for me, not you. Amen. I can change me, not you. <laughs> no, I, I can go over too, but today I'm not going to go over. Um, okay, the book of um, Numbers, chapter 13, I'm going to start with verse 1. The Lord now said to Moses, send the men to explore the land of Canaan. I am giving to Israel. Now, this land is called the promised land, right? This is the infamous promised land. And God has said, okay, I want you to send out the spies, send out one of each tribe, 12 leaders to go and scope out. He said, I want you to see the good things I have for you. And so if we go to verse 25, it says, after exploring the land for 40 years, the men returned to Moses and Aaron and the people of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. And they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that was taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. We arrived in the land that you sent us to see. And indeed, a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is some of the fruit as proof. But the people living there are powerful, and their cities and towns are fortified and very large. We also saw descendants of Anak living there. Then it goes on to say all the people that they saw. And in verse 30, it says, But Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land. We certainly can conquer it. But the other men who explored the land, and it wasn't just Caleb, it was also Joshua, and that's in another part, but as the other men, the other ten, explored the land, were with him, and they answered, we cannot go against them. They are stronger than we are, and they spread discouraging reports about the land among the Israelites, and the land will be explored and swallowed up by anybody who goes there. And all the people 
we saw were huge. We even saw giants there. This is verse 33. And the descendants of Anak. They had already said that. And we felt like grasshoppers next to them. And that is what we look like to them. This morning, I'm going to talk about whose report will you believe. Twelve spies went in. And there was only two out of twelve that saw something differently. Two out of twelve that saw past the natural into the supernatural and what God had to say. The worst pandemic I feel like is in our world right now is the pandemic of bad news. Amen. Bad reporting and bad news. And it's not something new. This is the enemy's MO. He is the God of this world and he is powerless unless we believe the lies that he is saying. He's been defeated, but he's the father of lies, and his lies are full of bad news. And all he can do is try to prevent us from walking in destiny, like he did the Israelites. Um, bad news cripples people. Listening to bad reports repeatedly cripples God's people from doing what he's called us to do. Hopelessness about a problem is worse than the problem itself. Hopelessness about a problem is worse than the problem itself. Why? The unbelief of the Israelites that God wasn't bigger was way bigger of a problem than those giants could ever be. Right? It's unbelief is the problem. The giants were not a problem. Our problems are not a problem to the Lord. Everything is easy, but this is a simple thing for the Lord. Remember, we learned last year. But our unbelief, our hopelessness about a problem is the actual problem, and it's an issue of the heart. God promised them the promised land, right? He told them that I'm going to be with you and go and take it. But they chose to listen to the bad report instead of the good news that God had set before them. And each one of us have a choice, I feel like, every day to choose whose report are we going to listen to. The giants were not the problem. Their unbelief was the real problem. Any problem, any bad report we receive is so simple for the Lord. He auto-corrects very, very well. He has the best delete button, the best whiteout, and rewrites anything that needs to be rewritten in our life. Did you know that? He redeems all things. He's so good. Unbelief disconnects us from the source of power that can change the problem. Our unbelief disconnects the source. Who is the source? God Almighty. We can't fix things without him. Man tries, and it seems like it becomes worse. We rely on his power and his wisdom, who's living in us. My mind still can't wrap around that God Almighty of heaven and earth who created everything lives in me. It's so hard to understand. I just have to receive it by faith because it is so overwhelmingly wonderful. Isn't it? If you really think about it, I and mean, we just say it so nonchalantly. No, really think about it. God Almighty is living in every single one of us. We have the power because he lives in us to change any bad report to good report. 
We're called to do that. We're called to spread the good news. Jesus Christ everywhere we go. But it starts with us. If we can't believe the good news, how can we spread the good news to people around us? Repeated bad news exhaust our soul. Remember, we were talking, our soul gets exhausted and we begin to feel tired, fatigue, and we stop dreaming with God. There's a lot of dreams that God has for us, dreams that he's prepared for us, but his people have stopped dreaming because of hopelessness, because of unbelief, because of so much bad news. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. What is the cure? What is the cure for bad news? Feasting on the good news. Feasting on the good news. Um, there's pastors in Bethel, Bethel Church in Redding, California, and um, because they are going after the things of the Spirit and miracles, the worst of the worst cases come to them. When people are desperate, they get a lot of the worst cases. I know that happens for Andrew Womack, too. And when you're walking in power, even unbelievers will go because if the doctors can't do it, they'll, they'll finally decide, well, I'll try anything. And they said that because we're constantly getting bad reports, we have to be in the habit of feasting on good news. They're huge on testimony, 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 because when you're seeing so many problems and we are called to be the problem solvers. We don't run from problems. We run to problems because we have the answer. It's Jesus Christ every time. But we have to feast on the testimony of what Jesus is doing. That's the good news. What is Jesus doing? What is Jesus doing? In any situation, what is Jesus doing? And we have to magnify and feast on what Jesus is doing. It's called worship. When we magnify bad news, we're actually advancing the kingdom of darkness. That's his agenda. You know, we label it as realist or that's really happening, and that's an earthly reality. I'm not saying that's not a reality, but I'm saying there's a superior reality, which Ben said we're part of the kingdom of God. Are we not? Right? We are. We're a part of a superior reality that we get to bring on earth. It's our great honor to do that. It's our assignment. That is why we're here. If we're not going to do it, let's just go to heaven. No more tears, no more problems, right? But God so loved the world. There's a world hurting that needs us to speak good news that will believe the good report and what God is saying. I want to be a Jacob, I want to be a Joshua and Caleb every single time every single time and walk in the promised land that God has for me. What is good news? It's the gospel. What did Jesus come to bring? Condemnation? No. He said, I didn't come to bring condemnation, but to save the world. I have good news. I have good news for you. Everywhere he went, he gave good news. Oh, I have good news over your sickness. I have good news over your poverty. I have good news over your sin. Good news, good news, good news. Everywhere he went, he spread the good news. And it is now our agenda to spread the good news. Jesus always did what the Father was doing and what the Father was saying. He saw what was happening and he said, okay, what do you say about this? What do you want to do about this? And then he implemented it on earth. And it's the same with us. We see a situation, okay, Father, (laughs) 
this is a simple thing for you, this bad report. What's the good news? What are you saying? What do you want me to implement in this place? I want to tell you something. God is sovereign, but not in the way so many people think. God is sovereign. That means he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. But he's not in all-control because he chose. Because love gives freedom for choice. If God was sovereign, Adam and Eve would have not eaten the fruit, right? If God was sovereign, there wouldn't be corruption in the world in the way that we think. He's sovereign. He's all-knowing. He, he's almighty. He's creator of everything. But he is not in control because love does not control. And love is who he is. It's not just what God does. It's who he is. Every fiber, every essence of God is love. And love cannot control. Bad news repeatedly came to Jesus but he would rely on his father and implement the good news. That's bringing heaven to earth. Is there bad news in heaven? There's no bad news in heaven. And we have access to that. Turn with me to Matthew 13. Faith isn't denying earthly reality. It's recognizing what God said and that supersedes it. Faith isn't denying a problem. That's not faith ignoring the problem. It's saying, I, I see that. I see there's giants in the land. <laughs> but God's bigger than any giant. And he told me to go. Therefore, it's not a problem. Right? That's faith. I got, I'm going to trust God. Are you there? Because I am not yet. Matthew 13. And let's go to verse 9. And I want to read out of the Passion Translation because... I like how it says it. Um, okay, um, with verse 9, it says, But some seeds fell on good soil, rich soil that kept producing a harvest, and some yielded 30, 60, even 100 times it was planted. If you understand this, then you can respond. And what's talking about is the seeds and the soil is our heart, right? And so our heart can be, and in, in different positions when the word comes. And sometimes the word comes and produces a harvest. And sometimes we can hear the word and it doesn't produce anything. And that really is where our heart is at. But then it goes on to say, um, then his disciples approached Jesus, is verse 10, and said, why do you always speak to people in hard to understand parables? And he explained, you have been given the intimate experience of insight in the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. Okay, th that was a lot right there, so I want to read that again. Listen to this. For us that are in Christ, we have given the intimate experience, you have been given an intimate experience of insight in hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. This is what Jesus walked in. He walked in intimate knowledge and mysteries and insights the world does not have from his father to bring to earth. We have been invited, every single one of us, every single one of us has been invited to this relationship. We're all called to hear God's voice directly. I love prophetic words. But that second to God speaking to me personally, that has to be the first experience we have and the continuous experience of hearing God's voice for ourselves. And here's the thing, we can. 
He's promised us. Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. It's not a gift. It's not a gift. It's a relationship. We all can hear God's voice. You hear God's voice in your life. If you feel like you don't, I just want to break off that lie and just start declaring that I'm an excellent hearer of God's voice in my life because the enemy is robbing you. It's just a lie. God's always speaking. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he's had more than enough. But those who do not listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding they think they have will be taken away from them. This means that we have to lean in to hear what God is saying. God is speaking. God has good news in every situation. But for those who press in to hear, we will get the insight and the mysteries and the revelation. Or we can choose to say, this is the bad news, and I'm just going to go with this. We have an invitation to go. And the more that we keep listening and hearing and saying, God, what do you have for me? What do you say about this? progressively more comes. It becomes more normal, more natural, and more revelation comes. Do you understand? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, um, I'll give a personal example. Um, I have so many personal examples because the enemy nonstop tries to get us. You know, it's not like you get saved and then there's this protective bubble and we never have to deal with anything. I wish but he's made us powerful. <laughs> and um, when I was pregnant with Victoria, as our fifth baby, um, at the 20-week ultrasound, the doctor saw something they did not like. And it was not a good report. Um, it was especially hard to take that because my younger sister, we just had three babies pass away, her, her first three daughters. And so just coming out of a lot of trauma. You know, the enemy kicks us when he's down. He doesn't play fair. He's a bully. He doesn't wait till we strengthen ourselves up and then, you know, everybody go to their corners <laughs> and come back. He kicks you while you're down. And um, so Ben and I came home, and I wasn't denying what the doctor said, but I went straight to my word, straight to my word. I didn't tell anybody. And I, there was a Bible study happening at my house, <laughs> at that time and people were coming over but i knew god i need a word and he was so good to give me a word and i grabbed my bible and i said what do you say about this what do you say about this i needed something a fresh word i could grab any scripture we can grab any scripture in their ours but there's something about a rhema word a fresh word that i can take i need to elevate this word higher than that bad report what is the good news? Because God didn't give me a baby to be sick. Sickness cannot come in my home. So God, what is your good news? And I remember looking in my Bible and I just said, okay, just give me a word to hold on to. And you know when it happens when you, you're reading the word and something just jumps out at you? That's the Holy Spirit. And if that doesn't ever happen to you, ask the Holy Spirit. He will give you a fresh word like that. So he gave me Isaiah 8. I'm going to read you this scripture. I'm sure I had read this scripture before, but this was just right on. 
In verse 11, it said, and the Lord said to me in the strongest terms, see, I have it dated right here, dated in the testimony of what God did, because I have history with God. We have history with God, and we write down the testimonies. I won't forget what God did that day, because it was done in the spiritual realm. 421, 2015, the word of the Lord over Victoria Faith. The Lord said to me in the strongest terms, don't think like everyone else. Do not be afraid of some plan conceived behind closed doors will be the end of you. Do not fear anything except for the Lord Almighty. He alone is the Holy One. If you fear him, you need not fear anything. He will keep you safe. And then it goes down in verse 18. It said, I and the children of the Lord has given names that reveal the plans of the Lord and the Almighty One for his people. We named her Victoria Faith, victorious. And every time the enemy tried to bring that bad report, I had something to hold on to, the good news. And I kept holding that. I'm not going to fear what the enemy's trying to be, uh, plan behind concealed doors. God said, if I fear him, I need to fear nothing else. And I would do this self-talk, and I would keep worshiping God. I refused to elevate the bad news. Over and over and over again. Well, Victoria was born perfect. Amen. There was nothing wrong with her because God is faithful. But I had a choice. Whose report am I going to listen to? The doctors? Well, doctors know everything. And this is reality. And look at the x-ray. It's clear it's going to happen. So many times things come in our lives and we act powerless. I want to tell you we're not powerless. Our God is not powerless who lives in us. We have power over all of that because of what Jesus did. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. It's not our word. It's not our word. It's not that motivational speaking like just be positive, just be positive. Nature will be for you. No. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Always. But we have to lean in to hear what he is saying. And so many times we get caught up in the bad news. We do not take the time to lean in and say, God, what are you saying? It's arrogance on our part to not lean in and prideful to lean in. Because that testimony was not only for me, but my baby. And guess what? Who was blessed by that testimony? whose faith has been raised by that testimony. You see, good news, good news always overrides the enemy. And if you're in a season you just can't hear, you can't hear what he's saying, fast. Fast. Somehow fasting suppresses the flesh. I don't know, my flesh screams the loudest. But it suppresses the flesh that my spirit is alive. It just, it's a spiritual truth. It just works. I have fasted over many things. <laughs> when my flesh is in the way for the Holy Spirit to speak to my heart, I will fast. And fasting breaks the yoke, breaks the bondage in our life. Okay, so I want to continue with the spies, the Israelites. Okay, so they returned with the bad report, right? Two people, but guess what? The 10 spies won. They weren't going. I, I want to tell you, though, 
Caleb and Joshua still went in the promised land. Doesn't matter if people around you aren't going, you're going. It doesn't matter if your spouse doesn't want to go, you can still go. That's going to set somebody free this morning. <laughs> Praise God, right? God has a promised land for us. Okay, this all happened. Okay, at the, when the spies came back and gave the bad report, that was the month of um, Ave. It's A-V. It's a Jewish month. It's the fifth month of the Jewish calendar, Ave. And, um, or Av. It was the ninth day of Av. Okay, that they gave this report. This is important because I want to tell you something. What intended, oh, have we had any slides up? Oh, good, you're seeing my slides? Great. Okay, what intended to be the greatest month in history for the Israelites entering the promised land? What intended, God's intent was the greatest month, was supposed to be the greatest month for the Israelites, became a cycle of destruction. And I'm going to show you. It is crazy. This ninth of Av, and if you can put it up, what's, what's the next slide? Okay, here's the enemy's plan. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? His plan for our life, you know the enemy has a plan for our life too. Can't win. But it's destruction. A cycle of destruction will go from one tragedy, one problem, one issue. Because what happens? We're in the wilderness going in circles and we never enter the promised land. You know who won in that wilderness time? The enemy. Delayed the destiny, right? Okay, the ninth day of it, it started a cycle of destruction. And I just want to read this. You can do the next slide. Oh, okay, God's plan it's for us to go from glory to glory. I thought it was another one. I, I want to show you. Let's read that real quick. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Okay, the enemy's plan is from destruction to destruction. If you are going from tragedy to tragedy to hardship to hardship, I want you to recognize this is not God. So then you can stop being a victim to it. It's not God's plan for your life. It's not. So we can recognize it and fix it, and that's so good. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 3. Okay, listen to this. 3.18. Okay, actually, you know what? I want to start with verse 16. And I have time. I'm doing good with time. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, he gives freedom. Why do we like the presence of the Lord? Why do we not have a church based on man? Because there's no freedom. We want the presence of the Lord because people are set free automatically. People are set free even without being prayed for in the presence of the Lord. And then in verse 18, it says, in all of us, have had the veil removed so we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord, that we go from glory to glory. And the Spirit of the Lord works with us that we become more and more reflection of his glory, going from glory to glory. Say glory to glory. glory. And then verse 3, so chapter 4, verse 3, listen to this. 
If the good news we preach is veiled from anyone, it's a sign that they're perishing. Satan is the god of this evil world and has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. And they're unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. And they don't understand the message we believe. Okay, what, what is this saying? As we lean into the Lord, as we become saved, the veil is taken off. But I believe this can happen any day, any time that we can get into the glory of the Lord. We're invited into relationship with God that whatever the enemy is trying to blind us of, whatever lie we're believing, right? Maybe hopelessness, maybe fear, whatever it is. When we get into the presence of the Lord, he takes off the veil and we get to go from glory to glory. This is God's plan for us, glory to glory, because the glory of the Lord shines through us to people around us. But the people of the world who are blinded hate bad, uh, hate good news. Have you noticed that? They thrive on drama. They thrive on bad reports. So if you say something good and say good news, they are offended. And the Bible says it's because there's a veil and they don't get it. But we keep preaching. We keep preaching because it's going to set people free. Good news sets people free. Okay, so the enemy loves for us to be in cycles of destruction, right? So the ninth day of um, Av is when the bad report came and they decided to believe it. Now look at the history of the Jewish people. If you could put that next slide up. The ninth of Av, 587 BC, the armies of Babylon destroyed Solomon's temple. Look at the ninth of Av. You look this up and you study. The ninth of Av, AD, the Romans destroyed the second temple. Do you see this cycle of destruction? That's history. And it all started, I'm believing, a bad report on the 9th of Av. I really wanted to teach last week because last week, that we're in the month of Av right now. And it was the 9th. But Ben had a powerful message. But this month, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. This month is the month of Av. Before I even knew this, God gave me a word for the church. Before I even knew this. And I was like, it's so prophetic and it's so timely. Can you believe that? A cycle of destruction. Now, I want to tell you something. If we identify any cycles of destruction in our life, we have power and authority to break at any time. Usually cycles of destruction in our lives start with believing one lie, one bad report and just letting the enemy run with it. And one bad report after another bad report without another bad report, and all of a sudden, we have no joy, which is our strength. We have no peace. Now we're blaming other people, and we're not dreaming with God, and we're not carriers of the good news. What is the, what, it's the greatest commission of our life, speaking good news. Good news is healing, right? deliverance, whatever anybody needs, we speak good news. Maybe it's just an encouraging word. Maybe it's a prophetic word. Maybe it's laying hands. Whatever it is, we are the carriers of good news. Um, 
Um, I'm going to end with this. When um, I was on a fast and um, the, uh, the beginning of the month, and I said, okay, God, what are we going to do in this next season? What are we going to do in this next season? I love to dream. I'm a visionary. And um, I feel like God has done some amazing things this year, despite what the news says. I've seen incredible testimonies. I've seen God do amazing things in our lives. But I'm ready for a new season. <laughs> and, and I didn't even realize this, but I just leaned in to hear what God was saying over my life for the next season. Also, um, it, it's a big month for me. I'm turning 40 this year. Maybe that kind of made me be like, okay, 40. Like, that's a milestone. What are we going to do the next 20 years, God? I'm so thankful for 40 years that I had with the Lord. But now I want bigger and better and more powerful and, and accomplish more and influence more. And I want to dream bigger. So, God, what do you have to say? I know there's a lot of bad reports out there. They have nothing on me. They have nothing on you. <laughs> they can do what they want to do. I want to hear what God says. And, and I got a, a piece of paper out and a pen, and I'm ready. You want a word from the Lord? Take action. If you believe it, you'll have a piece of paper and a pen. And all of a sudden, something started bubbling up, and I just started writing and writing and writing and writing in detail of what the Lord says over my life. Because now I have good news, God's word, and what I can elevate. In one part I'm going to share with you, is God said, Kara, you're about to walk into the best season of your life. And I'm releasing that to you this morning. I don't know the details that will follow after that over your life, because God's so personal, right? The things that he told me is going to be different than you. But I do know that God wants to take us from glory to glory, and I don't know what your last season looked like. My last season was pretty good. And God worked on a lot of things in my heart, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm telling you, and I'm releasing this this morning, I'm going to be a Joshua and Caleb <laughs> in a prophetic sense in saying that God wants this next season to be the best season of your life. And so I want to stand up and pray that over you. And I ask you again, whose report will you believe? So let's stand up and pray because I want to break something off. I want to break off cycles of destruction. I want you to take this and say, okay, God, I believe you want to take me into the best season of my life and allow him to give you detail. Because when you hear God's voice for yourself, it becomes so much more real. When I'm saying this, it probably sounds good, and then you could walk out the door and you're like, well, Kara said it, I don't know, right? The enemy can steal it. But we talked about the soil of our heart. Have good soil for this word, because I'm telling you, a shift is coming for those who believe. A shift is coming. So let's just raise our hands to the Lord. Let's just... Let's just Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we are about to walk into the best season of our life. We're going to lead so many people to the Lord. 
We're going to influence so many people. We're going from glory to glory. And I just speak over anyone here who has felt like they've been in a cycle of destruction. I break that off you in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has a better word over your life. I am sorry for the things that you've experienced. I'm sorry for drama or um, trauma or loss or hurt or pain or sickness. But I am saying today that is not your destiny. God has a promised land for you. And in that promised land, you will, you will influence many. So I declare today, we receive the good report. We believe the good report. We are going to walk into the best season of our life. And we're going to start entering into a cycle of glory to glory. We provoke jealousy to the world and they say, what do you have in your life? I need it. Just from you being in our life, the glory that is on our life, we provoke the world to jealousy. It's going to be a new way of evangelism. I want what you have. It's genuine and it's real. People are going to look at your life and say, what do you have? And you're going to lead them to the Lord, just talking about the goodness of the Lord and, and good news. So we just release cycles of glory to glory. I want you to think about right now the best season you have ever had with God in life. Think about that time. And I want you to say that is nothing compared to what God's about to do. Sometimes we look in the past and say, oh, the good old days. No. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. We're God's children. We go from glory to glory. Thank you. And if you believe that, let's just praise God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Glory to glory. I say glory looks good on you. Glory looks good on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Ben Diaz. I want to thank you for watching our YouTube video. And I want to encourage you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can receive notifications of the weekly videos that are uploaded. Also, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave them in the videos. And if you would like to follow us on any other social media platform or go to our website, please see the description below where you can also find our mobile app. Thanks so much and God bless you.